know what that sound means. It's time for The Edge with Terry Waldrop. Terry talks about all the hottest topics in sports every single weekday from 9 to 10 a.m. He's controversial, he's charismatic, and he's the captain of this ship for the next hour. Here's your host, Terry Waldrop. All right, all right, all right. Welcome in. Sports Talk 97.7, Terry Waldrop, Jamie Foxx, John Tabor. The Thursday, it is Thursday, right? No, it's Tuesday. Tuesday edition of The Edge. Well, you go ahead, it's Wednesday. And you slept last night? Had, yeah, a, had a bender last night? Jamie Foxx, it's Wednesday. Uh, the hump day edition of the age. I do believe it's Tuesday. Wednesday. No, sir, it's Wednesday. My God, I haven't slept. Yeah, you haven't slept. So uh, if you're going to drug test me, brother, they're going to drug test you. At any rate, welcome in. Thank you for joining us. We're brought to you by the man, the myth, the legend, Dr. David Weber, Northwood Arrival Hospital. Simply the best pet care you're going to get. You'll see him on US 165 North in Monroe, 318-345-4545. Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital. You're welcome to chime in with smarmy comments. Encouraged is, is an understatement, but he's spot on on this one. I mean, you've got a, a, a league that's got declining revenue, declining advertising revenue, declining viewing audience, and you're doing what apparently everybody else is doing. You're doubling down, saying, not only am I making, no, I'm worth $50 million plus a private plane plus health insurance. You know what? How many past completions does this guy have? I hope he's been saving most of that $44 because I would have jettisoned him yesterday. And most of the people that follow the NFL wouldn't be disappointed if that happened. That is the height of arrogance. But then again, when you talk about Roger Goodell, arrogance and Roger Goodell go in the same sentence. Jamie, here's the but, issue I have with, with Roger Goodell. But it does, you know. Obviously, he's done a, a good job or they wouldn't still be employing him. And fair enough. Here's the issue I have with sports franchises. I think Clay Travis articulated a little bit on this. I'm going to mm-hmm. take off on that. Here's the problem I have with sports franchises or, or organizations. This is a private business. And so as the owner of a private business, I'm in a sort of a uh, oligarchical-type industry because there's 32 other NFL teams in it with me, or 31 other if I'm one of them. And so we're run by a common czar that's over all of us, although he does work for us in a bizarre sort of way. And so the NFL has become, Roger Goodell specifically, judge jury, and executioner on player discipline. So, if the I take Ezekiel Elliott, for example, and I'm going to go off on this one, and you guys know I'm a Cowboys fan. It's got nothing to do with him being a Cowboy or not being a Cowboy. If it were, uh, who do I do not? I don't like the Falcons. If it were a kid for the Falcons, I'd say the same thing. You take Ezekiel Elliott, the district attorney in that case declined to file charges against Ezekiel. Does that make him a good guy? Does he have some culpability? Is, is he make some bad decisions? Yes. Yes, he has. Nobody disputes that. But the fact that the government will not prosecute him, will not even bring charges against him, and then Roger Goodell is going to do his own little uh, secret Gestapo staff and then arbitrarily decide, that, well, I've got more information. I'm going to suspend him for a third of the season. Oh, by the way, Ray Rice got two games. Uh, then they found out that he had knocked her out, and they saw the bell. Oh, it's going to be four more games. Tom Brady gets four games for I'm still not sure what. Ball's being deflated that he may or may not. You couldn't prove it. But in Roger Goodell's NFL, you were guilty until proven innocent or until he likes you more. 
Well, and here, as you mentioned, an oligarchy, and there he's trying to pass judgment over people that make more than he does. And that doesn't play real well. Uh, you got to at least try to compromise. I think the owners would be willing. And in this case, I feel exactly the way you do on the Ezekiel Elliott situation. I, uh, not a, you know, is he man of the year? No. Uh, but there is no question there is taped evidence. As you said, they charges refuse to be brought against him by the state. And Roger Goodell does his own thing. The, he was set up, Ezekiel Elliott was set up by a, it's on tape. By a ticked off girlfriend who wanted to extort money from him. Imagine a, so many of these professional athletes use bad judgment because they get exposed to people who take advantage of them and they're you know and, and i understand I, to some extent i really uh understand this because i've been extorted for three hundred dollars but i haven't been extorted for the thousands of dollars that they were trying to go after ezekiel Elliott. plus i haven't had my pay although i'm not in his stratosphere as far as compensation uh i've never had my pay compensated because i couldn't work because a guy making that's requesting $50 million a year in salary, a private plane, and medical insurance for the rest of his, his for life. For his family, for his family. And his family is passing judgment on me. No, I mean, this is insane. Roger Goodell, and as, as you indicated, I mean, he's got a little bit of a track record. You know, he can he can pass judgment on things like that, but he can't get... How bad an optic is this for the NFL? Oh, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to believe they don't care. I'm an owner, and these guys are in it to make money. They're not in it because they're great humanitarians. All right, and they may be. I, I don't. Well, they're great humanitarians. They wouldn't leave their locales where people have paid thousands and thousands of dollars over the year buying that. Notwithstanding, franchise. they're in this to make money. Right. And then the audacity of this guy to go. You know what? I want a seven million dollar raise, benefits for the rest of my life for my family, and oh yeah, a private jet to go anywhere I want for the rest of my life. At the time when these ratings are dropping, they had the I think it was the eighth lowest rated Monday Night Football game in history this week in, in the history of Monday Night Football. And that's back in the day when, you know, of course, in, in all fairness, it's on cable vision now. So your audience is dwindling because of cable vision. It's not on regular television, the networks. It's on cable vision. And when they made that switch to cable vision, Jamie Foxx, that's when cable was booming. Cable has since contracted. So it would not surprise me to see Monday Night Football at some point very in the near future on the next time contracts come up, to go back to regular television, to go back to regular broadcast network television as opposed to being on cable. Yeah, and I think you you know, to me it's just a, a lack of total vision on the part of the NFL. They keep trying to make excuses like, well, uh, you know, now you can do it this way, on, and they're not willing to address some of the self-inflicted wounds that they brought upon themselves. And that's a problem when you can't see. And I've worked for you know at places where they, oh no, it's not us, it's it's somebody else. And you know what? If you're not willing to look in the mirror and go, what are we doing wrong? You're doomed for the failure. Best, the best reaction is uh, John Shatner from from Papa John's. Everybody, you know, John Shatner came out and said, look, it's a leadership problem. Our sales are dropping. We're contracting. To, and so he was glorified and vilified, you know, all the same breath, which is the way everybody is these days. He came out with a statement the other day that I absolutely think is probably the best thing I've heard. You ready? Uh, and he's talking about Papa Jones. Papa, Papa Jones. Papa Jones, Papa Jones. I'm, I'm yeah. reading and I'm thinking. Uh, we believe in the right to protest inequality. 
and support the players' movement to create a new platform for change. We also believe together as Americans, we should honor our anthem. There's a way to do both. And you know, but you know what he's... Bravo, Mr. Shatner. Hey, but you know how that's being portrayed by the media? He's walking back his comments now. He's not... No, I thought that... I agree with you. I mean, I think there's a way to do both. If you've got something in this country that you're, you know, exercised over, there's a way to address your grievances besides disrespecting the country that you're allowed to. We have talked ad nauseum now about the way justice is dispensed in places like China, Iran, Iraq, this week about the LiAngelo Ball situation with he being arrested, and he's darn lucky he's an American citizen, and he's darn lucky President Trump was over there at the time, and he's darn lucky that, and, and the other two teammates, that they're, come, they're home now as opposed to still being at the Hangzhou Hilton in, in China. So I think sometimes, Terry, I mean, it, when, when you react emotionally, you get, you're obviously not thinking things through. I, I'm guilty of it. Um, a lot of us are, but to me, these are self-inflicted wounds the NFL is doing to itself. It's not, you can blame everybody. I, I would say the same thing about ESPN. These are self-inflicted wounds that they're putting on themselves, and they're not, I'm, I'm just amazed, and having worked in corporate America for a lot of years, I'm always amazed at the arrogance. And I, I believe me, I'm a I'm like you. I'm a capitalist. I believe in, I want to see as many people as employed as possible and making a great living and supporting their families, paying taxes and, and being, you know, having a great life. I'm, I'm all for, and I think capitalism provides that. But when you self-inflict these kind, and you're not willing to step back and go, okay, you know, it's, a, it's like a marriage, Terry. I mean, what am I, that's why you go to count, what am I, what are we doing wrong? What is not working? Why is this not working? Sometimes, the marriage counselor will say, you know what, this isn't going to work. You need a divorce. I mean, I, that's what... I think my wife and I made several marriage counselors quit. Like, look, I don't want to do this you, But you're in What are you going to do? I'm going to go tell fortunes. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, and you, you guys have raised three great kids, and you, you know, you had to work your tails off. But, you know, look at, look at I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I envy what you've got. I mean, I'm going to say it right over the air. I envy what you have. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm just obviously that's a bank account. No, but I'm proud. I mean, you know, I'm just. I wish more people. And you've, you know, you and I have talked off air about the mistakes made and things like that. But you know, that's that's not the NFL. And that's not Roger. I do. Yeah, yeah. I, I've got a mother who I love dearly. Okay, my right. mom's 90 years old, and and we're not going through great times right now. Um, really rough times. But there's a part of my mother I don't care for very much. I'll right. just say that. And that she's not willing to see herself as always not being right. And, you know, she's, she doesn't play well with others. That's a nice way of putting it. And there's, at, at 90, when you're trying to get people to be compliant, yeah. it doesn't work very well. So, it, it, again, to me, that's kind of what the, in a, in a whole different genre, that's what the NFL is doing. They're they're not willing to be flexible, not willing to admit faults. You know who else looked like that? You know who else had the non flexibility factor? Dinosaurs. We see how well that ended up. Use the Sports Talk ninety seven seven. Jerry Waller, Jimmy Fox, the Edge. Where else are you going to get dinosaurs and Roger Goodell in the same sentence? A bunch of your text read. We and get geriatric medicine. Yes. Triple eight nine nine three seven seven six two. 
Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union. This segment brought to you by Spotavelle. Pamper the special people in your life, folks. 807-1060, 318-807-1060, Bell and Monroe. When we come back, uh, some players sprung from China in a little uh, college football. The new uh, pairings announced as of yesterday. Back in a minute. Sports Talk 97.7. Living on the Edge makes weekdays more fun, especially when you're doing it with Terry Waldrop. And welcome back in. Sports Talk 97.7. I choked them on water there, Jamie. But oh, it happened. How about this? How about UCLA on the clock? Now, LiAngelo Ball and his teammates, Cody Riley, Jalen Hill, uh, allegedly were at a uh, – Pretty much a three-man crime wave going on in China. Video camera surveillance caught them uh, shoplifting from high-end stores near the team hotel. They stayed in China as guests of the Chinese government. And there's Chinese people without hands going, hey, how do these guys get out of it? President Trump had just so happened to be meeting with the Chinese president, addressed that with the Chinese president specifically on behalf of these three Americans. Uh, the kids get uh, released from uh, house detention at the hotel uh, less than 48 hours later, so they're back in Los Angeles. Now the question becomes, what does Steve Alford, the head coach at UCLA, what does the athletic department, and what does the school do? How do they react to this situation with these three young men? Suspend them against Sacramento State. Uh, they have been through, How does the school now, it's not like that you, and I hate to say this, stealing is stealing, okay? If I go to, to Walmart and I lift some, uh, yeah, they don't have Air Jordans. If I lift some uh, Air Jordans, mm-hmm. uh, all deference to my friends at Auburn, if I lift some Air Jordans, uh, that's bad. But if I go to another country, if you are going to another country right. as a member of an institution, a program, a sport, you are an ambassador. For said institution, sport, program, in America. All right? So this is not like going down to El Paso and lifting something out of the 7-Eleven down there. This is going to another country. By the way, they cut your hands off in this country for that, and a lot less. You steal stuff there, but you're an embarrassment. So you are an international embarrassment to your institution. Mm -hmm. It's the reality of it. Am I, am I making references toward the kid's character or anything? I don't know these kids. All I can tell you is I can judge action. So if you're UCLA, the easy thing to do, and i got everybody saying, cut them, get rid of them, fire them. Well, maybe. Maybe that's the answer. But uh, unfortunately, Jamie, there's something much deeper to this. Much deeper. Uh, LiAngelo Ball, which is the one that got called pocketing uh, the sunglasses, one of the three kids. And you don't know if it was one of them, all three of them. You don't know. Anyway, was picked up, Ford in charge with it. He's the worst one of the Ball brothers. He's like Cooper Manning. All right? He's not Peyton. He's not Eli. He's Cooper. And Cooper got hurt. But but he was the Manning that wasn't real good. Right. This is LiAngelo. He ain't real good. You know who is real good, though? The youngest one is still in high school that now LeVar's homeschooling. Uh that's who's really good. He's the one with the most potential. He's the best one out of all of them. He's better than Lonzo. He's certainly better than this. This one is Jan Brady. 
Think of the Brady Bunch. Gotcha. All right? Which one of the Brady girls you're like, Marsha, man, she's kind of cute. Cindy's got possibilities. Jan is a nutcase. Okay, this is Jan Brady out of the ball family. The ultimate middle child. All right, this is the middle child. Not very good. So if you're Steve Auburn in UCLA, the bigger picture is LaMelo is already committed to you. The, the youngest one is still in high school, who's likely to be there next year, is still in high school and is already committed. So if UCLA pulls the plug on the ball family, which they may or may not do, the Jan Brady's not who you're worried about. You're worried about the one that's going to be better than Marsha, to put that back in a 70s sitcom reference. And so there's a bigger picture here than just, hey, get rid of them. Do you deal with Jan Brady trying to get the better one? Yeah, they will, I think. And I think also what they'll do is, and first of all, a little bit of context. Those of you who are thinking, you know, China was being over the top, that's number one, that's their legal system, the justice system. And number two is they do have video evidence. Of them, not I would like to see it. Not stealing just from Louis the Louis Vuitton sunglasses, but two other stores. China's not showing it to me though, Jamie. Right. I made requests and they have not shown. I want to see it. So if I'm UCLA, I'm asking our consulate, our government. Hey, would you send? I want to see because again, in America, you're still innocent until proven guilty. Last correct. I checked. Correct. Okay. I want to see it. And but get Roger Goodell. Apparently, he can find out anything. Get Roger Goodell on this case. Yeah, I mean, I think you're right. I mean, I, I'm like you. I think let's see the evidence. Uh, all that uh, Chinese government, if they will, uh, that may be just them. Oh, I don't know. Can you imagine China lying about something? Quint, Quint's right up uh, your alley. You're going to love this about Quint. And i got a bunch of texts. I'm Quint. just going to read this on Quint. Okay. UCLA says suspend those players for a long time and make them do trash pickup on campus as community service. There you go, That's Quint. Yeah, Quint. Jamie's beaming like an idiot. I don't know, Quint. I think, Quint is my, not Colin Cap. Quint is my citizen of the year. Let me tell you why you have a better chance of seeing LeVar Ball guest host on Rush Limbaugh than those kids picking up trash well, on the side of the road. Well, you know, the way they, they got the kids exonerated, I would, wouldn't blame LeVar for doing that, but I'm telling you this much. Um, and here's the, th- here's the signal that you're talking about the ambassador and the, the face of UCLA. How does UCLA respond to this? Well, they basically give them a hero's welcome at the airport. I'm the UCLA cheerleaders, the fans, I don't know, but the marching band, everybody's there uh, welcoming them home. I would want to come under cover of darkness and go out through the back gate of the airport. You're going to spin the narrative. That's what you do. But they're spinning. You're you're going to spin the narrative. I'm not sure LeVar didn't orchestrate that. LeVar has been strangely quiet. Look, LeVar Ball, whether you like it, whether you don't, and that's all the listeners out there. He loves it. People, yeah, he does. People are very polarized by LeVar, but you know what, Jamie? We're polarized today by everything. Very few times you ask people somebody's opinion and they go, eh, okay. Every people are, are more people can tell you today what they're against than what they're for. Well, here's I'm against you. this. Yeah. I'm against what are you for? I don't know. I know I'm against this. Uh, by the way, G Dog, rating the Brady girls is fake news. Rating the Brady girls is never fake news. Now, granted, uh, it's, it's like Ginger or Mary. Uh, Marianne, which one, Jamie? Marsha's best days was probably on the Ginger Marianne. Ginger Marianne. I don't know. Flip a coin, man. That's uh, it's been a long time since I've seen that. Uh, I don't know. Uh, who would I? I'll kind of. I'll be honest with you. The one that kind of cranked uh, my motor was Mrs. Howell. Uh, Lovey Howell. Lovey Howell. Dude, what is oh, wrong with you? I like. I like to be some loving. And uh, you know, Thurston was always happy, and he was always had a smile on his face. 
So I'm thinking, hey. He was the only guy that was married on the island. Yeah, Lovey and his, uh, I mean, he always had the pipe going. I mean, I think this is a man that's, that's he's happy. He's happy. So Lovey is, that goes beyond. Uh, uh, give, give me Ginger all day. Oh, yeah, well, Ginger was. I haven't, are there any recent photos? I don't want recent photos, Jamie. No, I don't. Don't, don't mess it up. Don't spoil it, yeah. Don't, don't mess it up. I'm ready. Well, hey, uh, I don't know how we got on Gilligan's Island on this, but I would say that uh, Ginger, uh and uh, Lovey Howell, and who was the other uh, Ginger? And Marianne. Uh, hey, there's a lot. People. Marianne was. Marianne was hot. There's a lot worse you could be, uh, you know, uh, shipwrecked on an island with. I mean, it could be Rosie O'Donnell. I mean, you know, hey. Uh, so you, you, you had to ruin it, didn't you? Yeah. Well, you I hate had it. to ruin it. Well, you, you, you were getting too happy on me, and you I had, had to, to ruin it. I had to kind of bring you back down to earth. Uh, Quint says again, hey, actions like this by UCLA only fuel the actions by not punish him. Uh, people won't change. Got a bunch of others out there. Uh, Steve says the fellows are home from China. Now should they be punished? Maybe one thing we can all agree on. They should be forced to stay in school for all four years of the eligibility, go to class every day. In the summer, have to work on the uh, whatever. Cleaning up trash. Yeah, at this time, I don't believe the NBA or Democrats could object. I don't know about the political spit on that. I'm not real political. I am, but I'm just I'm all over the map. Uh, I'll tell you this, uh, and, and I told you, and I'm – I'm a pure capitalist, and I don't think if you're a pure capitalist, you can't disagree with my point. I don't care how old you are. If you are good enough to ply your talent or your skills professionally, who, what right does anyone have to hold you back? For example, if you watch, and my wife watches this, like The Voice or all these shows, uh-huh. America's Got Talent, you'll have some 10-year-old out there that can really sing very, very well, what right does anybody have to say, you know what, 10-year-old, you got to be 18 before you can make any money off that? What right do you have to say that? Now, is it in the long run better for the kid? Probably. Then you don't have the Corey Feldmans of the world. But what right do you have to say that to someone else? For example, when Miley Cyrus, who's now a train wreck of a human being, obviously, but when she was 9, 10, 11 years old, she was making millions of dollars uh, well, look, actually, but that—that's irrespective of that. At what point do you have the right to tell somebody, "Hey, you have to be a certain age"? If a kid is good enough, and basketball is different, and here's why basketball basketball is different than football and baseball. Mm-hmm. Basketball, you can literally go from high school to the NBA. You can, right? Not that many people, because there's only 64 draft picks in the world in basketball every year, and now half of them are European. Uh, are, are from different parts of the planet because our skill sets are eroding. Anyway, very few people can. Why do we have to force kids that don't want to go to college that have a skill set that they could go to the NBA? I don't think you have the right to force those kids to go to college, and the reason they do is because it feeds the monster and the beast that is the NCAA and then later on the, in a, in the NBA. Can we strike a compromise? Uh and Ben Simmons proves you're right. They should be able to go straight out of high school. Uh, let's let's do. To me, college baseball has it right. Okay, you need to go out of high school. You're getting eviscerated over your Miss Howell comments. <laughs> uh, we'll we'll discuss that. Well, you, they don't understand. I'm I'm old. Uh, but you weren't old then. No. Uh, <laughs> I like Betty. You know, as, as, a, as an 18 year old, you're going, Miss, Mrs. I'm sorry to go off topic here. Mrs. Howell is really hot. You got Ginger and Marianne, and you're 
talking about Mrs. Howell, and this is when you're 18, 16 years old. I, I, you know, uh, Terry, someone has always referred to me as an old soul. I also like Betty Rubble and uh, Joan Jetson. So, you know, throw. I mean, I mean, you got to admit, they had rocking bodies. Let, let's just say what it is. Uh, Joan I don't Jetson know how to respond to that. Betty Rubble. But let's move back to, uh, I don't know, I've lost count. I'm thinking about uh, Lovey Howell, and I've lost my whole train of thought. Stop it. Um, I love you. Can, we're going to talk to text. <laughs> Hell, listen. I mean, you've got a chance. I, I think college baseball's got this right. You either go straight out of high school into the pros, and chances are you're going to be in the developmental league, and chances are you're probably not going to make it. Or you go, if you're not, you know, and hopefully most of them will go this route, go three years to college. Okay? That's what they do. And after your third year, this sophomore stuff, <laughs> freshman's going after your freshman year. We got another lovely house. We got a bunch of. T- oh. We're going to take a break right now. I'll leave you with this one. Sounds like we're taking uh, the, the wrong road here. Puppy is the guy that checked out coaches' wives as a media guy. Yes, he does. I got to give you a hint. I do too. <laughs> You're listening to Sports Talk. Charge, and, and you know what? So do you guys. Don't even yeah, say you no, don't. Yeah, good night. Yeah, don't say you don't. You're listening to Sports Talk 97.7 The Edge. God knows how we got to this topic. We come back. We're probably going to get on sports again or. Or maybe some more Miss Powell. Uh, this segment brought to you by my friends at Powerworks Gourmet Pizza by Design. You'll see them on Tower Drive, Monroe, next to New Powerworks Gourmet Pizza by Design. Back in a minute. Preferred by Lovey Powell. How does it feel? You're officially living on the edge. Hit Terry Waldrop up at 888-993-7762 and let him know. It's the edge with Terry Waldrop. Hey, welcome back in. Sports Talk 97.7 The Edge. Jerry Walter, Jamie Fox, John Tabor running this debacle of a show today on Wednesday, the 15th day of November 2017. Thank you so much for spending part of your day. It's probably an hour of your life you will never get back. And we apologize for that. <laughs> no, we don't. We're, hey, we're glad you're in it together with us. Uh, you are welcome. And people have blown up our text line. 888-993-7762. Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union. Text line this segment sponsored by GB Cooley, reminding you to support an incredibly worthwhile cause, folks. The Louisiana Special Olympics. Uh, Richie suggests that you maybe have a cartoon uh, hang-up here. Dare I say a fetish? A couple other people. Yeah, well, that was the word he used. Okay. I wasn't going to use that. Uh, Tim thinks you're insane. Tim, I agree. Uh, Tim's my buddy out in the era, so it is, yeah. In Chatham, yes. Uh, Richie likes Mary Ann. Yeah. I, Tommy likes Ginger. I, look, either one. Tomato, tomato, right. I mean, you know, I, I agree. You Nobody know. likes Miss Howell. Flip a coin. Nobody, Nobody likes Miss Howell but you. Uh, you may be the only one out of that show when people go, who, is, who do you find more attractive, Mary Ann or Ginger? And you go, Mrs. Howell. Okay. You may be the only guy I've ever heard of that did this. Well, at least you just say Gilligan. Well, those, those are things that, that think I'm, that I'm insane. You know, here, here it is, guys. It, most of you, I mean, fortunately you haven't seen me in the flesh. Uh, I'm a whopping, what, 5'5 five, five on a good day? Maybe 5'6 in with, heels. With, with heels? Yeah. I'm, I, you know, kind of chunky. uh, uh not not exactly the most felt individual in the world, um, uh, and it's about opportunity. You know, I, Mrs. Howell, you, you got – this wasn't me. So you're telling me you're like the polar bear in the Arctic, and whatever runs by, hey, I'm hungry, let's go kill it and eat it? Well, and somebody said, all, all I need is a pulse. Um, here's the thing. Uh, when, you're, when you're in my position, it's about opportunity. Uh, 
I don't have people swinging from chandeliers uh, at, at my abode, and I'm I'm not the young. I mean, I'm AARP eligible by quite a few years now, and it is you know a man could dream, but I'm I, you got to take the Clint Eastwood approach at this point. A man has got to know his limitations. And I'm just saying my odds, and I, I, I don't gamble a lot, but I will say the Vegas odds on me, Ginger, Mary Ann, and Mrs. Howell, the odds favor me and Mrs. Howell having a romantic interlude. So I'm just saying that's the way I just, I'm just saying I know my limitations. And that to me. God, if anybody could justify it, you just did. Okay, so let's get into football. The Crimson Tide of Alabama, who escaped yeah, Mississippi State, the Cowbell capital of or Mississippi. They escape Mississippi State. By the way, have you ever seen Dan Mullen's wife? She's she's kind of a she's in a in a weird sort of way kind of attractive. But anyway. You you have that media guy. She's not Brett Mealman well, she's not Brett Mealman's wife. But anyway, let's go on to uh to Alabama. We were headed in a good direction. Oh, uh Alabama number one, Clemson two, yeah. Miami three, Oklahoma four. Is that the way it came out? College football playoff rankings? The Wisconsin Badgers, the undefeated Badgers. Somebody please beat Wisconsin. At number five, nobody will for a while. Auburn. Auburn left for dead. Fire Gus Malzahn after the collapse against LSU at number six could crash the party. The uh, the blown-out Georgia Bulldogs at seven. The blown-out two-loss Notre Dame Fighting Irish at eight. The suddenly still miraculously somehow, nobody knows how, Ohio State Buckeyes with two losses at number nine. Penn State. At number ten with two losses, USC quietly moving up. USC nine and two. Who was the number three team? The number three team was the U. Oh, who was two then? Clemson. Really, Clemson's ahead of Miami. Okay, and that that's a that will be decided here in the next couple of weeks, right? Yes. Miami at three. Uh, four was who? Oklahoma. I. Hmm. You know, Oklahoma has. What's the song? Living on a prayer. I think Oklahoma's been pretty fortunate this year. Although I didn't get, it's like Baker Mayfield or, or, or bust. Um, That's your husband winner. Yeah, I think so too. I I can't agree. I believe I'm agreeing with you, but I agree that Baker Mayfield should be the husband or Saquon Barkley. One of those. No, nope, give me Baker Mayfield. Okay. Uh, all right. So we got Bama at one, Clemson at two, Miami at three, Oklahoma at four, Wisconsin at five. Auburn at six, Georgia seven, Notre Dame eight, Ohio State nine, Penn State team. If that isn't an argument in and of itself for an eighteen playoff, I don't know what is. Yeah, I, I, uh, I can't, I can't that. believe that. You know, it's a it's a darn shame that all at least the top eight aren't going to be in a playoff. And I, 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 Bill Hancock is a great guy. I've met him, uh, fantastic fella. Uh, but and he's, I, for reasons we haven't quite figured out. But he's a very humble man. Uh, he can't be talked into an eight-game playoff at this point. But he may there may there are reasons for it. I think contractually they're bound at least 2021. But uh, Miami, I got to be honest with you, and I'm thrilled to see them, and I hope they do make the playoffs. But I just think three is a little high for Miami right now. Um, no, 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 no. I'll tell you why. I wasn't a believer in the Canes early. But look what they've done in successive weeks. Now, granted, Miami's victories have all come at home right. in, the, in the Orange Bowl. They handled a Virginia Tech team that was, I think, 15th or 14th when they played them, and they absolutely annihilated 
the third-ranked Fighting Irish of Notre Dame. It wasn't a close game. They blew them out. Absolutely. you got an undefeated team. Look, compare them in Wisconsin, Jamie. Mm-hmm. Miami has two notches on its belt. A, a big notch in Notre Dame. A, a fairly big notch in Virginia Tech. In Wisconsin, uh, beat three sheep and a goat. Literally is who they beat, pretty much. Uh, so, no, I, Miami very deserving of being in there. Do I think they're a top four team? Eh, maybe, maybe not. We'll find out with Clemson. And, uh, you know, and so here's a question we have off the text line, which is a good one. How do you explain Clemson moving ahead of undefeated Miami when Clemson lost to Syracuse? Clemson is going off of reputation from last year. The fact that they – how big does Clemson's win over Auburn look right now? Well, this is a – this is No, no, a, no. How big – think about that. Huge. How big does Clemson's win over Auburn look right now? Auburn is number six. So if you're Clemson, you have a victory over the six-ranked team. Alabama hasn't beat anybody remotely close to a pole. LSU's their best win of the year. Florida State was good at the time they played them and fully loaded. Alabama just throttled them. Uh, but if you look at Georgia, their best win was who? Notre Dame. Notre Dame just got blitzkrieged. Uh, Oklahoma, eh. You know, well, you look at Miami. Of course, Miami's game against Arkansas State was canceled. That was right when the hurricane, uh, and it was going to be in Jonesboro of all places. Uh, their opener was a laugher, Bethune Cookman. This is uh, then they beat, uh, then they Florida State, Toledo, Duke, Georgia Tech, Syracuse, North Carolina, which is down this year. As you indicated, Virginia Tech, Notre Dame. The two remaining games are against decent competition, Virginia and Pittsburgh. So that's that's kind of where I mean the Bethune Cookman game I think works against Miami. They're going to catch uh, they're, now they're going to catch uh, Clemson, and if they beat Clemson in yeah, the title game, right? And, and I the think, winner goes. Yeah, and then that that's where they get their uh, that's where they get their uh, brownie points back is is the ACC championship game. So uh, I don't know. I, I, right now, Clemson is UNK. I think. Auburn actually helped Clemson, even though they lost that game. I think uh, Auburn's credibility right now. Auburn's number six. Clemson's going, hey, we got a victory over the team. That's yeah. Not early in the year. They beat them early in the year. But look what they've done since then. Exactly. And so that's huge for Clemson. Uh, the worst thing that could have happened to Georgia was for Notre Dame to get blitzkrieged. Mm-hmm. That's the worst thing that could happen for Georgia. Uh, Alabama needs LSU to keep winning. That's helped LSU. And that's helped Auburn in a weird sort of way because Alabama's going, hey, you know, we beat LSU, they right. beat Auburn, and if we beat Auburn, we're clearly in. Yeah, this is this is Alabama's, un, you know, this is the the weekend you can't really explain. They're playing Mercer out of Macon, Georgia at home, FBS, FCS, whatever, FBS. Uh, but, I mean, you know, you said a fully loaded Florida State team to open the season, Fresno State, eh, uh, who have been good in the past, Colorado State, who has been decent. Vandy, Ole Miss, A&M, Arkansas, Tennessee, LSU. Hey, you know, Bama didn't make this schedule. Uh, <laughs> All right, Richie. Here's an advance, but... <laughs> i got to address this with Richie. Okay. <laughs> Richie says, 13 wise fools are trying their best to get Ohio State and Notre Dame back in the playoff. It's a shame. Uh, allowing individuals the power to decide football is nuts. We need more diversity in the form of committee members uh, or coaches uh, and media members. Hey, there's nobody more uh, hardcore partisan than coaches i used to be a voting member for a long time of a national poll if you didn't think i voted with my best interest in heart as did everybody else yeah 
you're, I, I'm going to get the best team. I, no, what can I do to help my team? Yeah. Uh, I'd like to tell you that it's integrity. And maybe more committee members is the answer. Uh, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Interesting stuff. You're listening to Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Waller, Jamie Foxx, we come back. We will uh, not discuss Gilligan's Island any further, but we will get into a little bit more college football and maybe just a tad on the pro side. Back on Memento, Sports Talk 97.7. We're a member of the Fort Fox Sports Radio Network. Edge with Terry Waldrop is back and better than ever. Hit Terry up at 888-993-7762 to join in on all the fun. And welcome back in, folks. Thank you for spending a little part of your morning with us. Terry Waldrop, Jamie Fox, The Edge. Closing down our last segment. This one brought to you by Mr. Bobby Manning, attorney at law, tremendous North Louisiana attorney, specializing in criminal defense, wrongful death, personal injury, whatever you need. Bobby is there for you. Give him a call today, 318-324-1411. Bobby Manning, attorney at law. Uh, a couple texts in here. I think Richie's got a point. I think he's right. Um, Richie said, my point being 100-plus biased opinions is better than 13 biased opinions. Mm-hmm. Uh, true. I'm going to tell you how these things work, though. Uh, and I'll give you the inside of this. And maybe I'm just corrupt. Maybe I'm the only one that is, although I'm not. I, I was on a large voting committee. And I, we probably had 50 maybe or so people that were voting in the national poll every week in, in college basketball. And you vote for your conference, mm-hmm. right? So you vote. You know, my conference was the Red River Athletic Conference, which was Texas, Oklahoma, Louisiana, New Mexico. Mm-hmm. And so I cast the vote for that entire conference, and you do a one through, I think it was one through 30 ranking at the time, and they calculate your votes, et cetera. And so you know all the other people that are voting in other conferences. I think we had, uh, who was it? It was uh, head coaches, athletic directors, and uh, I think a couple of, anyway, it was 50 or so people voting. But the collusion on the votes. So I'm conference A, you're conference B, and I call you. Jamie, what's going on? Hey, man, I'm about to vote this week. Yeah, I don't know, but, wait, I got so-and-so that's going to be pretty good. Would you help me out with my third-place team here? Sure. Would you help me out with my second-place? Yes. And you do that with five or six people? That's the way collusion works. And, and Russia's not involved they, at all. Yeah, and, yeah no, no Soviet no Russia. Russia. No Russia, as far as you know. But it is collusion. But it's collusion, yeah. and everyone did it. I'm the only one that will admit doing it. And there were some people that were so good at this because the numbers were so minuscule. I'll give you a great example. And this is when I learned how it worked. We'd won a national championship the previous year. The top 32 teams in the NAI go to the national tournament. Right. Top 32 ranked teams. You have uh, so many at-large bids. You have so many just automatic bids. After the automatics, I think there were like 20 automatics and there were 12 at-large. And you take the next highest ranked team. Right. Okay? And so we finished the year. We were 26 on the next-to-last poll. We won three games that week, Jamie. We went 3-0, and and we're ranked 26th in the poll. So I'm thinking, hey, we're in. We're going to get one of the 12 at-large spots. Wait just a minute. Hold my beer. When the polls came out, we were ranked 33rd. Ironically enough, the team that was not even ranked jumped in ahead of us for the 32nd spot. Oh, by the way, it was a team out of Los Angeles that we'd beaten by 25 in November. And they're like, okay, how did this happen? Oh, wait, this guy's a voting member of the committee. That's how it happened. So, yeah, all these polls, they want to tell you about, 
there's not collusion in them? Because there is. I was a, and, and it, it made me realize as ticked off as I was, as violated as I was about it, I realized you can't leave things in the hands of a vote. We have to win outright to get in. That way they can't hose you. Well, that's what Wisconsin has done to this point. You, that's you, why they're number you're five. You're not going to take somebody out that's undefeated, uh, with the exception of Central Florida. So, you know, Central Florida's ranked ahead of LSU right now. They're ranked ahead of Mississippi State. If they played head-to-head on a neutral field, is there anybody outside the Mickey Mouse that would take Central Florida? Uh, no. No, but I, I think, you know, give Scott Frost credit. I mean, that was an 0-12 team he took over. Okay, great. You, well, let, I, let me tell you who they're ranked ahead of, Jamie. You tell me head-to-head. Uh, you, uh, Central Florida's ranked 15th. Uh, if they play Mississippi State, who would be favored? State. If they play Michigan State, who would be favored? Michigan State. If they played Washington, who would be favored? Washington. If they played North Carolina State, who would be favored? NC State. If they played LSU, who would be favored? LSU. If they played Memphis, who would be favored? If they played Stanford, who would be favored? Stanford. If they played Northwestern, who would be favored? Northwestern. If they played Michigan, who would they be favored? Definitely. Michigan's ranked behind Northwestern. If they played Boise State, who would they be? Fa- who would be favored? That's a toss-up, but I'm going to go with. So you got three toss-ups out of twelve teams. Don't tell me they're better than LSU. Don't tell me they're better than Mississippi State. Don't tell me they're better than Michigan State or Stanford. It's garbage. Yet they're ranked ahead of them because they're nine and zero against not playing anyone, and it's not really their fault. They're not in the Power Five. And here's the thing, Terry. I mean, 25 years ago, I don't even know if Central Florida had a team. No, they did. When I was I coaching mean, at Southeastern, they didn't. Have they a did team. not have a football team. They did not have a football. I mean, what? That that. You know, and of course, Scott Frost. I mean, it's amazing to me. You know, the latest rumors: Chip Kelly to Florida, right? I and saw course, that last night. Yeah, I mean, the SEC has vetted him, according I'm, to Bleacher Report, because the Bleacher Report is the most highly credible sources. Uh, it is crazy. You know, they have got the plane. You know, the plane. Russians that work for Bleacher Report. Yeah, I mean, the Russians have identified the plane uh, flying to Owings Creek, Connecticut. You know, you know, like you know who's the Russian operative, don't you? John Gruden. <laughs> To me, he's Chucky. I mean, you know, all I can think of is Chucky. But, uh, you know, you wonder sometimes, you know, and I, as I said, I've, Bill Hancock's a great guy. I uh, don't know him personally, but, I mean, I've met him. But this is, Terry, this flies in the face of, I think, what what you've talked about is there's no, if you want to just look at it from a geographical balance, there's none. It's Bama 1, Clemson 2, Miami 3, Oklahoma Folks, 4. it will not look like this. And they are time. praying it no, not. It will not. So yeah. Steve has a point as we get ready to get out of here. Should Oklahoma and either Clemson or Miami win, uh, if they win out, are they in? If Clemson wins out, yes. If Miami wins out, yes. If Oklahoma wins out, yes. But Miami and Clemson can't win out. So, right, exactly. So yeah. if Auburn beats Alabama, who do you take? Undefeated or one-loss Wisconsin or a one-loss Alabama? If it's an undefeated Wisconsin, they're in against anybody, folks. Uh, if it's a one-loss Wisconsin, they're not going to put two big team teams in it, I don't think, because you're not good enough. Um, if Auburn beats Alabama, God, I can't believe I'm saying this. If Auburn beats Alabama and they beat Georgia, I think Auburn's in. Oh, I do, too. Without If Auburn wins out, I don't say it's without question that Auburn's in. They've got, of course, you remember, I mean, you've got to beat, again, it, it goes like this. you got to beat Alabama. And Georgia. Georgia and, yeah. And ULM. And ULM. And you're in. 
And, you know, right now they're five touchdowns, 35 points, 36 points, you know, uh, over ULM this weekend. You know, who cares if it's closer than that? You you know, obviously you can't blame Auburn for looking ahead a little bit, but uh, yeah, and I, how'd you like to be? Julian, <laughs> bless her. I mean, you got Auburn, Arkansas State is pretty good, and Florida State to try to get bowl eligible. And you wonder why. I, I'd like my chances with with uh, Ginger. And, and Marcia, you're saying you have a better chance with uh, Ginger and Marianne? I'd love them. I mean, I got to hand it to I mean, that's like woo. money for nothing, and your chicks for money for nothing. Just started to court a dire straits off. Go ahead. But anyway, I think the committee would have loved to have had Notre Dame in there. I don't think that's possible now with two losses, but believe me. I tell you who is possible the Ohio State University. Don't sleep on that. Uh, because of the, the number of TVs they bring, they're in the not going to bring. They're not going to put four Southern, t- or if they do, you're going to see an 18 playoff the next year. Don't sleep on USC. They're quietly at nine and two. The problem for USC, there's nobody else in that conference is any good. Does the Pac-12 have a? I don't know if they have a conference. They they do. They do. Now yeah. everybody, I know the Big Ten does now. Washington's eight and two. Uh, Washington State fell off. The, the Pirates fell off the face of the earth. They're at nine and two. You got a bunch of nine and two teams, and they're like, "Eh, they're so so." Ohio State is not out of the mix. Penn State is not out of the mix. No, none of the uh, none of the top ten are. And, I don't think. and before you guys, before we start just throwing dirt on people, remember LSU's first national championship since '58, when they were eighth place coming in, and the inexplicable people kept losing and losing and losing ahead of them. All of a sudden, they back into the game. Yeah, but LSU's lost three this year. No, I'm not talking about LSU. I'm just saying everybody thinks there's no way the eighth-place team. No, that's when they only took two. Right. There's no – well, well, if this happens and this ha- – Nick Brown, I'm going to give him credit. Nick Brown, several years ago, sent me like a 12-page text uh, in the middle of the season how Auburn could go to the national championship game. And thanks if he wasn't right. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. I think there was some Russian collusion on that, Jamie Foxx. I can't, I can't verify that. But look, Auburn's sniffing around like they're at six. I oh, mean, they're Auburn's right there. They and they, I had of all the teams that deserve if they went out. I mean, that's a big if. But if Auburn wins out, how can you not put them in? Well, even with two losses, I'm, I'm telling you, Miami or Clemson, you got a winner there. They're in. Miami yeah. Clemson winners in. Yeah. So that's one spot because this is elimination before it's selection. Right. So Miami and Clemson, the win, you. So that's one spot. I think Oklahoma is in if they went out. That's yeah. two spots. Wisconsin, if they win, they're in. And then you got one spot left, which is going to be SEC because the Pac-12 is so bad. You've been listening to Sports Talk 97.7. Jerry Walter, Jamie Foxx, make sure you stay tuned this afternoon. For sure, Sean Fox, the sports company. Those guys are always entertaining and on for three hours. Thanks to our sponsors today. Spawn of Power Works for a pizza by design.